when we we hear a lot about fake news, we hear uh, that's that's been in the news um, uh, recently and for the past several years, where um, news has come out that it's not it, it seems credible, but in reality it's not because there's no truth or basis uh, to back it up or to validate. Um, and we and and we need and sometimes you can tell the difference and sometimes you can't. And so often what happens is that people will believe the fake news just because it's that because it's on social media. Just because someone had quoted it on social media, they'll believe that this is something real. And and the truth of truth of the matter is, just because someone says it's real doesn't necessarily mean that it's real. But as we're going to find out. The one thing that you can know that's real news and it's and it's the truth is the word of God. And when we're talking regarding the news of Jesus' return and that he's going to be coming back. And knowing that his word will not fail and his word is truth. So that's what we're going to be looking at this morning is knowing the signs and being prepared for Jesus' return. Because Jesus is going to be coming back very soon. Amen. Bibles. Uh, we're going to be continuing, um, finishing up our uh, our part of uh, scripture of, of future events which Jesus spoke about in his last week of life um, in Luke chapter 21 verses uh, 25 through 38. So read along with me as I read. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth dismay among nations and perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves. Men fall fainting from fear at the expectation of the things which are coming upon them, upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud of power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawn near. He then told them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put forth these, you see it and know for yourselves the summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on, be on guard so that your heart will not be weighted down with the dissipation, the drunkenness, and the worries of life, and that day will come, come on you suddenly like a trap. It will come upon all those who dwell on the face of the earth. But keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have, have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. Now during the day he was teaching in the temple, but at evening he would go out and spread and spend the night on the mountain called Olivet. And all the people would get up early in the morning to come to him at the temple to listen to him. And may God add the blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. We're going to be looking at three specific points here this morning. Your redemption is drawing near. My words will not pass away. And be on guard, keep on the alert. A first point. Your redemption is drawing near. 
verse 25 through 28. When your redemption, it says here, that there be signs in the sun and moon and stars, and on the earth dismay among nations, and perplexity in the roaring of the sea and the waves. So, in the context of what we were talking about before, is looking at the, the, the end times, we, looked, we talked about that last week, when Jesus was preparing people, and that there would be suffering and there would be persecutions among his people. Um, and now we're shifting into uh, the preparation for Jesus' return. And so, it says, you'll see things in nature, you'll see things in the heavens, you'll see things in the stars. And there have been a lot of cosmic, there's, like, there's going to be, I think, a comet that's going to be passing by the Earth um, sometime soon, I forget when, but it's a, a, um, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and these things have um, happened, and you'll see signs, and you'll see wonders, and you'll see weather patterns, and you'll see different things that are going on, and you wonder and you think, wow, is this something, what, what's going on here? What are these things that are happening? And what he's saying here is, is that these are, there'll be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and the heavens. This, 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 uh, the stars, the heavens means like the stars in the, up in the sky. And in our, in our weather and in our earth here on earth, there'll be earthquakes. And how many, how many things have happened from a natural perspective in the last 10 years, 20 years, that have been really incredible. Especially, like even last year with all the, the strange weather patterns that have been going on, the things that have been going on and happening. And you're seeing these things and saying, well, why do all these things happen? Why are all these things going on? But it says, um, and at the, the roaring of the sea, and at the waves. And, you see these things going on, and, and people, and sometimes we we get afraid, and we get and we get and we get fear. And how do people respond to this? What does the Bible say here? It says, um, "In perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the wave, people are perplexed. Men are fainting." Verse twenty-six, from fear and expectation of the things which are coming upon the world, for the power of the heavens will be shaken. Men, so men are perplexity about what is going to happen. That uh, they're fainting in fear and expectation. So we see here that how many of us have ever been scared or been in a situation, like in a natural situation where you've been afraid and you've been fearful for your life when things could have happened and you were really scared? I'll give you an example. I was in an earthquake when I was living in Costa Rica, I was in an earthquake, and I was in the house, and the whole, and the houses down there were built for earthquakes, just the way they were structured, because that, that's a thing that happens down there. And the, the whole floor started moving back and forth, like really quickly, and it lasted for about 30 seconds. And I was on the first floor, and it was really terrifying. It was really scary because the, the floors from above could, and they're all made out of the buildings, all the buildings were made out of concrete. It wasn't, it wasn't made out of wood like it is here. 
but it's all made out of concrete. And it felt like the whole building was going to collapse on top of me when I was in the building. And it was a very scary experience. Now, how many of us have been in situations where we've been in like natural disasters? Or I've been in hurricanes as well, where it was very terrifying also. But how many of us have been in situations where we've been in like natural disasters or natural situations where we were very frightened and scared? that something can happen to us. We know, some of us who have an experience that know what that feeling's like. And it's a very, very fearful thing. Looking at what the scriptures are saying here is, is that when the times are coming and we're looking at the future and we're looking at these things, knowing the signs, knowing and being aware and, 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 and how we respond to things that are happening. Men will be, these things are going to be happening, and men are going to be responding, men and meaning in the generic sense, men and women, are going to be responding in a way where they're, it says here that they're going to perplexed, where they're fainting from fear, where there's an expectation of, the, of, of fear of the things which are coming. And they see these things, and they're experiencing these things, and they're frightened, and they're scared. So you see these things going on around you, and it's just... Being aware. It's just being aware and, and knowing and understanding the times and understanding what's going on and believing what Jesus said. Remember I talked about the fake news as far as versus the real news. Jesus is talking and speaking the truth, isn't he? He's saying, be aware. When you see these things happening and you see men uh, frightened and you see people scared, when you see things going on, be aware. Be aware. Then they will see what? And the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see who? The Son of Man coming in the clouds. In other words, whose return? Jesus' return. Jesus' glorious and wonderful return. When He comes back. And our eyes will see Him. Our eyes will behold our King and our God. The Son of Man, meaning the term means He is he's not only the Son of God, but He is the Son of Man. In other words, He's God, Son of God, which means He's God Almighty, and Son of Man, means, which means He was man as well. Because He was born of a virgin in the person of Mary. So we see here that we, when he says he's going to return, there's been numerous places throughout Scripture in the New Testament where he said that he would return, didn't he? It says in the book of Acts, in the first chapter of the book of Acts, it says, I will be the same, in the same manner which you saw me go into heaven is the same manner which I will return. Behold, he's coming when, when? in the clouds. He's going to return. Are we ready? We see these signs, we see these terrible things that are happening in our world. And people are frightened and scared and nervous. How many people were frightened and scared and nervous with the pandemic? No, a lot of people were. A lot of people were, were frightened and scared and, and nervous about the things that were going to come. Jesus is going to come back sometime soon. We don't know when, but he will be coming back. We just need to be aware.
It says when we when we see when the world begins to convulse, when we when the world when things when the things we start to see things happen like this, take hope. Why? Because your redemption is near. In other words, Jesus is coming back, and what's Jesus going to do? Jesus is going to take us where? Home, with him, isn't it? It's going to be difficult in the days prior to him returning. And men will be afraid. People will be afraid. They'll be scared. But take hope. Who's in control? Who's coming back? Who's going to take us with him? Jesus. And we need to take hope because our redemption is near. Well, let's go on here. Um, my words will not pass away. Our second point. Verses 29 through 33. And he told them the parable, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put forth leaves, you see it and you know for yourselves that summer is now near. Um, we're entering into, we're going to be going into our spring season in, in a week or two. Um, and we're going to, um, that's when things start to come into bloom. That's when things start to come alive. Uh, trees won't produce leaves until a little later on, they'll get buds, they'll pop and they'll get blossoms, but this won't happen until um, a little bit later on. I remember when I, I, I used to live in my old house, we had a magnolia tree on the side of my house. And I always remember uh, the blooms, uh, the pink blooms that were coming, and you knew that springtime was here. You knew that it was going to come, and my family, my wife and my kids and I always look forward to uh, that when those trees, when it would bloom, and it would be, it would come in as a picture bloom, it would be the picturesque bloom in our side yard. And it would be there for uh, a few days or so, and then it would be gone, and then the leaves would be there. So we see here that there are things that happened before that precede um, things coming. Like, you know, I know how to read, I can read that leaf, I can read my tree on the side of my yard and know that springtime is going to be here. I can see the bloom starting to open up. And springtime is going to be here. The same thing with the example here. When we see the leaves on the trees, know that summer is going to be near. Know that the, the warmer weather is going to be here. And that's the same way it is with us, with, um, with Jesus' return. Because it says here, it says that, um, um, so that, verse 31, so you also, when you see these things happen, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God meaning Jesus' return, his kingdom. Who's the king? Who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Jesus. Where is his kingdom? His kingdom is the kingdom of God who dwells in, inside of us. And he's coming back to be the king and the Lord overall. And his kingdom will be established and set up when he returns. And he comes to take us home. And he will come in power and in might. The Son of Man will come as king and as Lord. And he coming with his kingdom uh, is near. In other words, he, his kingdom will be established. So knowing that when you see these signs, it's just being aware that his kingdom is coming back. You see the leaves, you know summer's near. We're, um, 
I'm not a farmer, but I know, I know certain things about gardening. We may not be farmers, we may not be gardeners, but we know certain things, when we see certain things happen, this is what's going to happen next. And that's what we need to be aware of, that's what we need to be mindful of, that's what we need to see, is that we're, these, there are certain signs that are happening in our midst, and there are certain things that are happening in our midst, knowing that, um, that uh, Jesus is coming near. And I think we need to... Um, we need to be aware of that. It says, um, it's really, according to Jesus, it says, the end is not calculable. In other words, we, we don't know, the sun, Jesus said, that we don't know the day nor the hour, but yet we need to know and understand that there are certain signs that will precede his return. You can't calculate the day or the hour, but there are certain signs that will come that we need to be aware that knowing that his return is imminent. Knowing that his return could come at any moment, at any time. And I really believe that we're in those times, folks. If you look at the last, the last year, and you think about everything that's happened, it's been unprecedented with the corona, with all the weather patterns, with all the, look at all the hurricanes that are out there. It's like record number of hurricanes last year. They started running out of names, and they started going the, out, the Greek alphabet in order to get names, because there were so many hurricanes. And you think about that. You think about the earthquakes, you think about tsunamis, and you think about all the things like that. Know the signs. Know that Jesus could be aware and ready um, to return. So we see here that we need to see, but also we need to know, we need to know that he's coming back soon. In other words, we need to know, we need to be aware, we can't be caught off guard. Seeing and then knowing. It's having that, I don't know how to say it, it's being in tune with, with the Lord, being in tune with what he's saying and what he's doing. And that's what's really important. One of the, one of the neat things about being a believer is is that you have a personal communication that goes, speaks with him and he speaks with you. And you have like a personal phone, cell phone, personal conversation with the Lord. So he, you speak to him, he speaks to you. One of the key things is about as we are mature in our faith and as we mature in our faith, sometimes we get, at our phone we get static. Well, as we mature in our faith, as we grow in our faith, that static becomes less and less and less, and the voice becomes clearer and clearer. And so, as we're growing in our faith and we see these things happening, God is speaking to us and warning us and preparing us. And that's what's so critically important, is that we cannot discount the voice of God. How does God speak sometimes? How does he speak? How does he communicate? Look at Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament is handiwork. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they speak forth knowledge. There is no speech where their voice is not heard. In other words, God speaks his voice in his nature. And if we're in tune with what he's saying, and we're understanding what he's saying, we're drawing near to him, 
We're going to be in tune and we're going to be aware of what's going on and what's happening of his return. We're going to see, okay, these things are happening. Okay, God, I, see, I hear what you're saying. I see what you're doing. I know what you're saying. I know what's happening, God. And you're preparing yourself. So it's really critically important as believers, even right now, is that not only you see, but that you know, when you see these things, that He's coming soon. And it's just being prepared in your heart. It's not being caught off guard. Um, because it says here um, that you will, you got to read the signs, know that summer is near, and know that the Son of Man and His words won't fail. Because look at this. Look at this. Look at the end. Look at the uh, uh, verse in verse um, 33. It says, it says here, the heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will what? Not pass away. So when Jesus says these things, his words won't pass away. They will happen. In other words, the whole difference between fake news and real news. Fake news says it's just a, it's a misrepresentation of the truth. Real news is, is that it's going to happen. And it is happening. And so Jesus' words are real. His words are true. And they will happen. My words will not Heaven and earth will pass away. Everything else will pass away. But my words and what I say and what, what's going to happen will happen. You can guarantee that and take it to the bank. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. And so we need to, and this is something also we need to be aware of. Not only just drawing close to God in our relationship with Him so we can hear Him, but no, drawing close in our relationship with God so that we can... Um, uh, believe Him and trust Him. Because if we're believing and trusting Him and trusting what His Word says, we're not going to doubt His Word. We're not going to question His Word. We're not going to say, well, God, uh, I don't believe that. I don't. When you're grounded in the Word and you really trust Him, you're going to say, okay, God, I don't understand it, but I believe it. I don't understand things, but I'm, I believe what you said is true, and so I'm going to take heed to what you say. He gives us hints I talked about this last week. He gives us hints about things, what will happen. And we see and we know. And it's about a matter of us taking heed to what he's saying and believing what he's saying. Don't discount what God says. Don't discount what his word says. Don't discount it. You discount it to your own peril. When you discount God's word and what he says. Jesus says he's coming back soon and we need to be prepared. Well, let's go on here. Let's go. Our last point is um, uh, it says, "Be on guard, keep alert." It says, "Be on guard," verse thirty-four, so that your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life, and that you will not, and the day will come upon you suddenly like a trap. In other words, so you're caught off guard. So, don't allow the things of the world. Don't be weighted down. Weighted down. What does weighted down mean? Weighted down means you're, you're, you got waiters on. And you're weighted down, you can't move very quickly. And it's really hard to move. And you can't, it's like, you're weighted down, you can hardly move. You've got all this weight on you. You've got all these back things on you. And what are those, what are those things called in, in the world? What, and what's he saying right here? He's saying right here um, is that you're weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness. In other words, 
and the worries of this world, and your, your, the things and the concerns and the, uh, of this world, and the way you handle your concerns and your problems in this world, and you're weighted down by them, and you allow them to focus your life rather than allowing Jesus to focus your life, and they, and they, and they hold you down so that you're, so when He does return, you're not, you're not ready, you're not prepared. Some of us handle our problems through uh, substance abuse. Others drunk, whether it's drinking or whether it's drugs, some of us use social media as our means to escape. Right? We do. We get into other things where we use those things to escape rather than to focus on who Jesus is. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with um, social media. But there comes a place where it can consume your life. And that's what you do all the time. So that you're not aware of what's really going on in the world. You're not really aware, you're not really in tune with what's going on here. Because you can spend more time in social media than you can in the Word of God, right? Yeah. Because we find comfort in social media. But there needs to be a balance there. Lest they're, you're caught off guard. Because you're not in tune with what God's saying from here. If you're listening to what other people are saying rather than what God is saying, you're going to miss the point. So it's important to have that balance and maintain that balance. Because you need to be in the Word of God so you know what God's saying. You need to be in prayer so you hear what God's saying. You need to be in fellowship with other believers so you can have you understand what God is saying. It's important, folks. It's important. We need to have that balance. So we're in tune and we're aware. And not involved in so many other things that we're, we're caught off guard when Jesus, when, when Jesus comes and Jesus returns. Because we can happen, can't it? How many of us have been ever caught off guard? I have. Because we're doing stuff that we probably shouldn't have been doing. And all of a sudden it's like, where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? And we're caught completely off guard. It happens. But if we're in tune with the Word of God and what Jesus is saying, He's saying, but he said, my words won't pass away. If you know what he's saying, and you're in tune currently with what he's saying, not because you read the Bible last week, but you you read the Bible today. Or you read the Bible yesterday. Or you read the Bible, and you're in tune with what God's saying now. You're in tune with what he's saying. And you're hearing what he's saying. And you're understanding what he's saying. You're going to be prepared when he comes and he returns. When you're in prayer, when you're... And, you, and, and you're dwelling with Him, and you're hearing His voice, and you're hearing what He's saying, and you're in tune with what He's saying now. Because if you're in tune with what He's saying now, you're going to prepare for when He comes in the future. And what He's going to do in the future, won't you? And you won't be caught off guard. And you'll be aware, and you'll be prepared. And so it says, and the day will come on, on all who dwell on the earth. So when, who's it going to come? When are those, those things going to come? Those difficult things going to come? It's going to come upon who on the earth? All who on the earth. Not just 
believers, but everyone on the earth. And it's just, so if every, it comes on everyone, it's just a matter of how they handle and who is prepared and who is not. But keep alert, verse 36, at all times. And how do we do that? Verse 36, keep alert at all times. Praying what? Praying. Keep alert at all times. The Bible says, praying with what? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. In other words, um, it's not that you're on your knees every day, but there's a way that you, know, you can pray throughout your day where you're in tune with what God is saying. And you're in tune. You're talking to God throughout your day. And you're communicating with Him as you drive, as you walk, as you interact, as you, you're praying. And, and your spirit's in tune with what God's saying and you're aware. What, what does He say pray for? Pray that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place. And to stand before the Son of Man. And what he's saying there is, he's saying, rather, he, what he, say, he means that you should pray that you will not face the terrible judgment of God. By following the path of obedience, that you will receive a favorable verdict from God to stand before the Son of Man. In other words, you're praying for strength to be able to stand in the midst of everything that's coming upon the earth, that you'll be obedient, that you'll be faithful in the midst of everything that's going on, and you'll be able to stand with strength before the Lord. Pray. How many of us are strong enough in our own strength? How many of us are weak? I'm weak. Because what does the Bible say? For when you're weak, then you're strong. For my strength is made what? Perfect when? And what is, when, when we're weak, what does it force us to do? It forces us to pray. It forces us to seek God's strength. It forces us to call upon Him in our weakness. It forces us to, to call upon His name. Call my name and I will answer you. Look at all the Psalms and talking about all those things that are going on. And what does it tell us to do? It tells us to call upon Him. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 46. The Lord is my refuge and strength, never present help in trouble. I will not, therefore I will not fear. Psalm 27 talks all about fear and putting our, finding our confidence in God. All these things that come from prayer. In the Word and prayer. Because days are coming, folks. We've seen a, just a, a small taste of it in this past year. But we're able to pray that we're able to stand. And stand in the strength and power of Jesus. Because that's where it comes. None of us, we may be physically strong. I mean, some of us may be spiritually strong. But if you think you're strong enough to stand, what does the scripture say? It says, anyone of you thinks he's, if anyone of you thinks he stands, let him take heed, lest he fall. In other words, you take heed, you know, you take warning. You say, pray God, help me to have the strength to stand. Help me have the strength to go on. I mean, I've heard, I was talking with a friend of mine recently, of a great, a man of God that I've known throughout the year, years, um, where um, men of God who have fallen, who had 
met a God who, for whatever reason, didn't have fallen and heard uh, great, you know, and had great things going on, uh, where it's tragic falls in their lives. And I would have never thought that. But what I'm saying is, is that none of us are susceptible to uh, fall. Are not susceptible to fall. We all are. But the key to victory is, is, that, is being prepared, is that we are prepared and ready. Spending time in His Word, spending time praying, and seeking Him. Seeking Him. Seeking Him. Because when those times are going to come, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So we're ready and we're and praying that we're able to stand. Yes, Jesus, I want to stand. I'm, I'm ready. I see these things happening. I see what's going on around me. Help me, Jesus. Help me. And not only just praying for yourself, but praying for your brothers and sisters too. That they'll be able to stand as well. Because we all need each other, don't we? To be able to stand. Well, let's finish up here. Let's finish up here. And it says... Um, and, and for uh, Jesus' generation, he says here, the generation which, which Jesus was living in, he says, now, as we go on here, it says, keep alert all time, praying that you may have strength when the, to be able to stand before the Son of Man. Um, because what he was talking about here was, uh, these things are going to come. And Jesus, the way Jesus was talking about here was he was talking about the events of the fall of Jerusalem which would happen within the next 40 years in A.D. 70. He was talking about being prepared for that and being ready, not caught off guard. But also, not only was he talking about then, this generation will not pass away, but he's talking about the future generation, the end time generation of those who will come where you see these things happening and you'll see Jesus' return and he will come. So it's not only just talking about the the time where Jerusalem was going to fall, but it's going to come, let's talk about the time when the time is going to happen at the end of the world. At the end of time. But we need to be prepared, we need to be ready, and we need to be alert and alert. Um, in tune with what he said. In tune with what's going on, and hearing his voice. And don't discount his word when he says that, but believe his word and take heed. Because he's coming back soon. And so to pray that you'll be able to stand. And stay in his word. He's coming back soon, folks. He's coming back. We don't know the date or the hour. But we need to be prepared. Okay. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus. I know you're coming back soon. I don't, we don't know when, Jesus, but we know that you are. Jesus, help us to be alert, aware, prepared, and ready for your return. Help us not to be weighted down with things in life, the worries and the cares and concerns. But help us just to be alert and be prepared, knowing that you have, you've got all this, Jesus, and you've got it all under control. Help us to seek your strength, your power, your might. So that we can, um, so that we can be um, the people that you call us to be. So we can be the people that you want us to be. Help us, Jesus. Help us to be aware. Help us to be ready. Help us to be on guard. Uh, Jesus, please, O oh God, we pray. 
and prepare us for your soon coming return that we may be able to stand. Jesus, I know that you give us grace. Your word says that your grace is sufficient for us, for your strength is made perfect in weakness. Strengthen us, we pray, Jesus. And if we know not you, Jesus, please come into my I acknowledge you as um, that you died on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins and please come into my life and, and help me. Um, and I receive you into my life as my Lord and as my personal Savior. I receive you into my life, Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the grace and giving us the hope um, that we need, Jesus. Father, we... Um, as we pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we also forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, both now and forever. Thank you, Jesus. Bless us now with your peace and with your joy. In Jesus' name.